The world is changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen. I arrive precisely when I mean to Buja. Joining me on this quest is my faithful bodyguard slash gardener, the one and only. Al Triviello. I don't have a cute nickname, though. Sorry. Oh, well, I, we can edit Ruined that it. in later. It's fine. You ruin, you, <laughs> no, it's okay. you always I, ruin these introductions. Always ruin the intro. <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> you, didn't th- you threw it out there without even asking me. I thought you, I figured improv, you could be on the fly. Anyways, Alex, tonight. you know me to be good at improv. Yes. Very true. Alex, tonight we begin our look back at Peter Jackson's adaptation of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. And I think mm-hmm. we need a little, a little backup. We need, we need a guy to get us yes, need, to Mordor. Need, and I know just the person joining us for our own little fellowship is my good friend and dungeon master matt one does not simply walk into mordor thompson matt thank you for bearing this burden with us and welcome to the show how are you doing i'm doing great it's good to be here all right fantastic now um guys this is uh this is the fellowship of the ring came out in 2001 did not win Best picture, uh, we knew that it actually lost to a beautiful mind that year. But really, we all know this is the be- the best pitch. So let's take us back to two thousand one. And what are your what is your history with a the books and the movies and how just like just just how long you've been a fan and all just all of it. Give me the, give me your Lord of the Rings history, Matt. You are our guest. Starts off. I started playing Dungeons and Dragons when I was in fourth grade. Uh, so that would have been have you, eight years before the movie came out. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> 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 and it was, uh, it was one of those movies that I had basically been waiting the entire time since I started playing D&D uh, to see. Because I had always wanted to see you know, these kind of characters on an epic journey brought to life on the big screen. Um, and so I saw it, you know, midnight release with my friends. I was, I guess I was a senior in high school. Um, and it did not disappoint. It was amazing. <laughs> nice. Did you have class? Oh, I know. It was, a, was it a Thursday night showing or was it like a Friday morning showing? Uh, it would have been a Thursday night showing. Okay, so you had class the next day. Back. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. Have you, uh, because you are a uh, Dungeon and Dragons fan, you are you in fact run a Pathfinder game that I am a part of, uh, which I enjoy and looking forward yes. to doing again. Have uh, has beyond the obvious because Dungeons and Dragons is basically Lord of the Rings. Has the books have the movies influenced you in how you create your campaigns and how you go about telling your stories? Oh, uh, of course. Um, the, 
the movies are and and the books are the, the story is as good as I like in D and D For example, when you're during the part when after they leave Rivendell, when they're traveling south, I can almost see the dungeon master saying in his head, "You guys need to go through Moria. You need to go through Moria." And continuously putting these blockades on their other paths to try to convince the players to go through Moria. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just kind of this um, interesting depiction of, of the game, um, where you can really see kind of a almost a dungeon master behind the scenes shaking his head at like, the idiot players. That's true. I mean, uh, I I believe we have all dungeon mastered games and. Really, the players are just the worst part of it. They ruin everything, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Never go where you, you want you, them to go. You just have to be patient, you know, toss some fell voices on the wind at them, a few gaggles of crows um, Crab on. to push them away from the bad paths, yeah. and they'll figure it out eventually. Oh, will they though? I feel like I feel like, especially from our our experience, we we went off on some weird tangents when all you really wanted us to do was go down into the cave and fight the weird zombie things that were infecting this town. Or did I? <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> and um, so, Alex, turning to you, what is your experience with uh, this movie, this particular one? Well, uh, I've been a Lord of the Rings fan a long time. My, my dad actually read the books to me and my sister when we were little, uh, and I've been a big, big-time fan uh, growing up. Uh, I think I actually read the Lord of the Rings before The Hobbit, which is kind of like the backwards thing that most people do because The Hobbit is so clearly a, a kid's story uh, compared to Lord of the Rings. Um, but yeah, I, I was a huge, uh, a huge Peter Jackson fan, uh, and when I heard that, he was I was a big like Dead Alive fan, and bad taste and i loved all his movies and when when you know we heard that wait this guy is doing the lord of the rings which just sounded absolutely insane like i mean we'd seen a couple of his more mainstream films but nothing anywhere on the level of this uh you know heavenly creatures is like a masterpiece and frightener is a lot of fun but like lord of the rings really (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah it's the same thing i I, i'm pretty sure i did i'm pretty sure i did a opening like midnight screening i think i did a midnight screening i I have a memory of like getting home at like four o'clock in the morning being like just still like all hyped up, but but yeah, it's a uh, same thing. I was I was really incredibly excited about it. I didn't know how the hell they were gonna pull it off. I'd seen like the animated film, um, mm. which is which is pretty terrible. It's, I don't know if you guys uh, seen that. Yeah, or the, uh, not the biggest the fan of it. The uh, Hobbit, the Hobbit one's good. The mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings version, uh, it's, I think the animation, was, yeah, yeah, that's for like the uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean the animation. I mean I always love Bakshi's art, but. I don't know. It takes some weird, you know, takes some weird liberties with the, but condensed it into a, a single, what, a single film. Is it the whole Something. trilogy now? I can't even remember. I don't remember. I think I think they skipped the two towers entirely. Was it? Yeah, it's like they kind of like chopped the whole thing up. I'm, I don't even remember. Oh, um, but yeah, when Fellowship came out, it's like one of those things where I remember sitting. It's it's one of those times when you sit in the movie theater and you're like, as soon as it starts up, you're like, okay, I, I, this is gonna be this is gonna be amazing. You could just tell from like the first few first few notes first few strings uh <laughs> that you're you're in for it it's gonna be great it's uh, and uh yeah been a it, fan ever since uh yeah, 15. became like our uh, yeah 15 years later jesus christ i can't think of 
imagine it's been that long. Because um, I remember like waiting. How long? How long was that wait for the next year <laughs> after oh seeing this? God. And then realizing, oh my god, we're we have, we're not going to get any closer to mortar for an entire year now. It's it was pretty brutal. And even then, we still won't be in Mordor. Yeah, another year after that. Another. The wait, the wait was terrible. But I, I remember it being also kind of fun, just because you just, because to me that was that was Christmas. That was always mm-hmm. Christmas for me. I was like, yes, yeah. it's you know, we're gonna, next Christmas is going to be Lord of the Rings, and it's going to be awesome. And I, I just absolutely can't wait. And uh, the extended editions also became part of that tradition too, which is kind of funny because they would release them right uh, around the same time, I believe. Right? Wasn't it? I think they were releasing the, or were I, they releasing the theatrical ones first? They released the theatrical no, ones first. It was after it was after the entire trilogy was released that they started the extended one, wasn't it? And then they started releasing it kind of every year too. No, I don't think it was. I no, I think I think they released the yeah, they stuff. released the original because I remember buying the theatrical version, and yeah. then. Uh, a couple months later, I think it was August or September, I would get oh, the extended right, right. edition. It was quite the wait and see. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. Uh. Oh yeah. I'm seeing it now. T- November two thousand two. So okay. yeah, it was. Uh. August was the the regular version. Okay. All right. That's the extended it. Extended one came a couple months later. God, that's still a wait though. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, right before the next one, you know. They yeah. Had to yeah. Lined it up. No, <laughs> oh, it was. Uh... Oh, that's so wonderful, though. Oh, um, and actually, uh, audience, as a note, I know that the theatrical version was the one that was Mm. nominated for Best Picture, and so technically that should be the one we do talk about. But I I haven't seen the theatrical version since the extended version came out, and so we're talking the extended editions unless otherwise stated. Did you guys watch the extended or the uh, theatrical yeah, I watched extended, the extended version. Oh. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I have the extended set of Blu-ray. So I just picked up, and I actually never watched. I just picked it up because it's like one of those things. Like I have to own this, but I actually had never watched <laughs> yeah. it on Blu-ray. Yeah, which is weird enough. I still um, I still have the extended edition DVD set, the com- mm-hmm. one that comes in the cool book-like thing. Mm-hmm. And yep, I know uh, I I know I should upgrade it to the Blu-ray, but I just I I love those things so much. <laughs> Set's okay, but yeah, the, the 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 packaging for the DVD. I I got those like crazy ones that come with the little statues and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I think it was like the last. It was the last time I really. I'm not a big collector, but those sets I had to own those. I still have the Gollum sitting on my shelf. Oh, um, nice. I'm nice. not a. Yeah, but I had like the, all the little. What was the one for this one? It was all oh, the two statues. Yeah, um, it was the. This one was the Argonath. Was two mm-hmm. ta- two towers as Gollum? Is that it? Uh yes yeah and then uh, Minister yeah, was, uh, was uh, Return of the King was, uh, Return of the King yeah, yeah absolutely which I broke <laughs> dropped it and broke it yeah broke Minasterith yeah my my <laughs> my my uh, Argonath statues have seen some shit they uh, <laughs> yeah. lost lost uh, lost a hand I think one of them lost a the hand hands went first hands always went oh, no. first they they have been with yeah. me through multiple moves I've had them since I've had them for fourteen years Jesus Christ. It's one of the oldest things <laughs> I own. <laughs> Faithfully guarding your books. It's yeah, faith. Uh, they're somewhere. Where are they? I don't even know. But, but, um, gentlemen, like you, I read the books. I was actually a big fan of the BBC radio dramatization. Had you? Have you guys heard that before? No. 
oh, it's fantastic. They do all three books, like a, like a bunch of different actors. Fun fact, one of the the actor who plays Frodo is actually Ian Holm, who plays Bilbo in these movies, which I always just, I get tons of tons of immense satisfaction out of that uh my family yeah my my family and i used to listen to that all the time we had it on i think it was 16 cassette tapes or something like that it was oh it was it was it was glorious uh went to the midnight showing because i was home from college at the time i believe because i was 18 and i remember i distinctly remember i saw this movie eight times within the first six days. What? So, no, what? so so yes, Wait a minute. that means Wait a minute. I did. That means I did Where's see the calculator? it. Uh, that means I did see it twice in one day on two separate occasions. I remember one time I was coming out of like a three thirty-ish show or something to that mm-hmm. nature at six or seven, and a couple of my friends were in line. And so I just <laughs> walked back, bought a ticket, and got back in line with them. I Jesus. adored this movie. <laughs> I still adore this movie. And uh, I've seen all three of them in one sitting on multiple occasions. I think at least three or four times. And like Christopher Lee, who read it every single year, read the books every single year, I used to watch this every single year or thereabouts. And... Uh, as as we were prepping this podcast, I realized, oh my god, it's been five years since I've seen this movie in its entirety. I've caught s- snippets of it on TV, and I thought, man, this this just will would not do. I I this is this is bad form, Steve. Bad form. How dare I grow up and <laughs> find other uses for my time? Uh, so it was a it was really great getting to revisit this again. Um, it was like. Honestly, it was kind of like going home, man. I do so adore this film and all three of them. But I think this one being the first one I saw, the one that really introduced us and showed us what Middle Earth could be, I think this one always will have a very special place in my heart that the other ones, well, perhaps better movies can't touch. Um, This will always be like the first, this is like, this is like the first love. Uh, really yeah really i'm still me. i'm still kind of stunned every time i see it how this was such a success because this doesn't have the makings of a successful box office smash movie or critical smash you know it, it doesn't this is a big this is a big dorky movie right this is they just <laughs> they just throw you right into it there's no there's no there's no like you know it's, i mean there's it's, a, a, there, hmm? it's a genre film and it's so melodramatic and just like right ridiculous right. and over the top yeah, well, I mean, you could have genre films be successful. Like, you have sci-fi movies, horror movies are successful. Fantasy is not successful. Fantasy doesn't make money. Willow doesn't make money. It should. It doesn't. <laughs> and so then they're like, yeah, we're just going to take this, this, we're going to take this trilogy and we're going to turn it into one of the biggest box office success stories of the 21st century. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. For their efforts, they did receive not only tremendous box office acclaim they also got lots of critical acclaim we are going to discuss the academy award nominations and wins that the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring received in 2001 and so we will take a short break and talk to you soon okay bye 
Um, right. <laughs> it's the concierge's card from the uh, L'Hermitage. Um, Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy and New Line. I'd like to thank Mark Odeski uh, and Carla Fry, um, Peter Jackson, who is a sensational person to work with, Fran Walsh and Barry Osborne for giving me the opportunity to work on an amazing project. Um, I had the privilege of working with a really uh, sensational cast and terrific crews, predominantly New Zealand. I want to send my love to my partner Bronwyn, and my sons, Jack and Sam, who are probably still at school in Sydney. Um, I just want to say uh, Australia and New Zealand are terrific places to grow up and, uh, and great to work in and great to live in. And last of all, I want to dedicate this to uh, the late Brian Bansgrove, who was the chief lighting technician on Lord of the Rings, on the trilogy. Um, and Brian, this is for you. Thank you. <laughs> Helen Hunt, Cameron Diaz, Samuel L. Jackson, join us when the Oscars return live from Hollywood's new Kodak Theatre. Fellowship of the Ring did not win Best Picture, but it did still manage to win four other Academy Awards at that year's ceremonies. Matt, what did Fellowship pick up that year? Uh, the Fellowship picked up um, four really good ones, actually. Uh, best Original Score, Best VFX, Best Makeup, and Best Cinematography. Absolutely. Um, surprisingly, I... I actually remember the best makeup clearly, and this is a strange Academy Award winner to remember because I remember um, that they got it essentially for the orcs and the way that they made this amazing makeup on the orcs and created them. Um, so I, I just thought it was a it was a very cool category uh, and and well deserved uh, actually. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, best v- VFX. It used that massive program yeah. to create the large armies. Certainly at the beginning. But uh, a lot of this was practical, which is just just so great to see. You know, they you know there was cam- mm-hmm. it was just it was camera trickery for creating all the 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 size the size disparities between everybody. That, that so- stuff always amaz- That stuff always amazes me. The way that they were able to get their sight lines and just yeah. uh, cre- recreate the set around the, around them to to trick the mind into seeing it. You don't even realize how much of it is is uh was done in camera uh, right, right right there. Um and I think yeah. even coming back to it now it's like you you almost don't realize how much I mean obviously there's a ton of CGI in this movie but there is still such a lot of practical effects that really make it feel real. Feel everything feel has a has a realistic feel to it that you know the CGI parts even though the CGI may not hold up you know, as well as as uh, you'd hope it would, it still holds up pretty pretty damn well. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of that is due to the, you know, I think like any any movie, it's any movie, one of these, it's like Jurassic Park. It's it's a mixture of the old and the new. It still works because it's, yeah. you got a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And um, the cinematography, you know, by An- by Andrew yeah. Lesney, who lensed all six of the Middle Earth films, uh, it's st- it's 
one of the highlights. It cre- it created like oh, that yeah. Lord of the Rings like look, the sweeping helicopter shots and all these epic <laughs> vistas. And I'm aided not uh and aided sl- somewhat by of course New Zealand being utterly gorgeous. <laughs> like like it, you don't have to you don't have to do a lot to make New Zealand look pretty. Right. <laughs> they certainly they certainly yeah. got it. Yeah, and some and some of the special features you just see them walking around it. You're like, oh yeah, they didn't really dress it up at all. This is just how this place looks. Yeah. That's why yeah. they have like all those um, the tours there. I love how they have you know it's become like yeah. a big yeah. uh, all these people oh. going on like hobby hop tours to New Zealand. I totally want to. The go movies on did one. wonders for the tourism industry oh, yeah. in uh, New Zealand. Yes, they yeah. did. It made me want to go. Oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, I know some people who have gone. I think they, I think there's, there was for a time a minister of Lord of the Rings or something, some sort of like weird, <laughs> silly oh, wow. tour guide thing. And yeah, I, I sincerely want to go on this one. I, I think they have, do they have a recreation of Hobbiton, of the Shire there? Like all the little Hobbit holes? Yeah, I think they have the sets, right? I think they left. I think some of them. Sets? I, yeah, but, so. but you know what? I really. They have a little Hobbiton. They have a little Hobbiton? <laughs> Have a look. okay, yeah, that's great. Yep. But man, I just really, I really want some like rich asshole to make a Rivendell, like ski mm. lodge place because I would, I would live <laughs> there. So. <laughs> it would work as a ski lodge, definitely. It, it totally, it totally would. Rustic, rustic look. It's uh, oh my god, you are completely right about a minister of the rings. I just uh, looked it up, and yes. there is indeed the government <laughs> energy. The energy minister Pete Hudson was was appointed. Lord and Minister of the Rings <laughs> to raise the profile of the country internationally uh, for tourism. Yeah. <laughs> he would see. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the best ad, one of the best ad campaigns money could buy for the country of New Zealand. But those yeah, are so her. yeah. So it got four best original score. Absolutely, just astounding astounding wonderful music yeah. uh but it was also nominated for a couple others uh matt take us away what else was what else was it nominated for uh yeah so i mean we know it was nominated for best picture and didn't win um it was also nominated for best director which it may have deserved uh best adapted screenplay which i think it deserved uh <laughs> best supporting actor ian mckellen best costume design uh art best art direction uh sound editing and original song yeah did you um, think so? In total, that was thirteen nominations. Yeah, that's yeah. which is a that is, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is a lot of nominations for any movie to yeah. get. Right. Um, we haven't gotten many movies that we've done that are anywhere near that. No, like most of the best picture winners don't have anywhere near that. Yeah, like like the 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 big ones usually topped out around eight or nine. General, but generally they're, they they and those are the ones that swept. Those are the ones. Yeah, that, you know, like the Ben Hurs. Yeah, yeah, and th- yeah. like but. Those are the ones, yeah. Like, like, like Ben Hur got eleven, uh, eleven yeah. wins. But, but a lot of them because they're actually smaller films. They don't have a lot of the technical mastery that mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, that a Titanic does. Because Titanic, you know, they just get everything. There's yeah. some acting in there. There's, but there's also all this effects work and costume and just world building that uh, that can really pad your your Academy Award winning uh, resume uh, there. Uh, but yeah, oh, um, I was I was really pulling for Ian McKellen to win Best Supporting Actor. I just uh, he's mm-hmm. just just great in it. Uh, yeah, 
he's like he's you know he's the he's the wizard of history. He's the one that all other wizards are kind of based. On. I know Merlin is, but like Gandalf is the the more popular one. I think <laughs> uh, just definitely in cinema for sure. He's gonna be. I mean, you know, of anything to come to. I mean, maybe Dumbledore is gonna you know threaten his throne a little bit in in history books, but. I mean, I don't know. And it's supposed to, because, well, I mean, we're only talking about fellowship now, but we also get two sides to Gandalf, of course, mm-hmm. um, which helps which helps things. Badass <laughs> warrior Gandalf. Oh, yeah. And spe- yeah, uh, but, yeah but exactly. speaking of. You get the, the goofy fireworks shooting off, uh, playing <laughs> with the kids one, and then the yeah. just, you know, badass on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the uh, weed smoking. Everyone always like, yeah. oh, they're smoking weed. I'm like, yeah, they're smoking tobacco, people. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, it's not marijuana. It's just smoking tobacco. Well, cool your, cool your heels. Let's not forget, like, the, you know, the world this was birthed in. You know, well, I mean, obviously, this is the 50s, but they don't, the Lord of the Rings didn't get popular until the whole hippie generation found it and started writing Frodo lives all over the subways yeah. and, you know, Gandalf for president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that being a, being a big one. The, uh, the uh, Beatles right. wanted to adapt this originally, I believe. Into, they were, they, like, the four of them were going to. Yeah play the hobbits there's gonna be some uh, i'm sure some psychedelic <laughs> nonsense sounds... would have been awesome <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> ringo, ringo would definitely a pippin oh yeah <laughs> ringo ringo and george are mary and pippin and you know the other and john and uh john and paul are our main guys yeah but um yeah, it was. Uh, they would probably fight about. They would fight about that one, though. Oh, yeah, it would have broken up the band. This whole yeah. thing, like <laughs> earlier. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, with uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we normally go into the other movies of two thousand one, but because there is a whole other episode devoted to two thousand one, which would be a beautiful mind, we will talk about that at a later date. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll uh, I'll talk about how we watched that movie once and then forgot about it. Yep, and how and how John and how John Nash is actually kind of a terrible person, but that's okay because yeah, yeah. it won Best Picture, and we'll have to give it some sort of reverence at some point. I don't know. Um, I really liked a beautiful mind. Yeah, I, I liked it the <laughs> I, first time I saw it, but you know what? I didn't yeah. see it eight times within six days. Now did I? I saw it once. It was like true. okay, sure, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So I, I, uh, thought, I saw I saw Return four times. I thought that was a lot, but Jesus, Steve. Oh, yeah, I uh, well, I, uh, for uh, for Return, I actually worked in a movie theater, so I saw it all the time, just <laughs> constantly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna take a, a short break, and when we come back. We're actually finally gonna start talking for real this time about Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Rings. So stick around.
before this is over. The pity of Bilbo may rule the fate of many. I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring. In which case, you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. Alright, guys. The question I want to know, to start us off. Why... Did this film become as big a hit as it did at the time that it came out? Why do you think that was? Let's take that first. That's a, that's a big question. There's so many, so many variables. I, uh, I, I did uh, read um, an interesting article. It was, kind of, um, it was saying that in the state of the world at the time, which was uh, late 2001, that we needed a movie that was about hope. And about uh, carrying on in the face of evil, and uh, I can I could see that, but of course that still doesn't understand. What, uh, that still doesn't explain why people would want to sit and watch people with pointy ears, you know, hit hit goblins all day. Um, I don't know. There's so many things. I, it, it's obviously it's a name. I mean, it's not it's not like uh, this was just some you know it's not like one of these like young adult fantasy novels that are coming out every other month. It feels like um, with their own trilogies um, and try and trying to do this thing. They're like Lord of the Rings have been around for for half you know half a half a century at this point yep so people know it people love it people are waiting for an actual good adaptation of it so that helped but of course it doesn't explain why people kept coming to it why people were so uh immersed in it because i mean most of the people i feel like most of the people that did get a, a obsessed with it weren't even big lord of the rings fan i feel like a lot of people were brought into the into the whole fantasy genre just from this this movie hmm. maybe i don't know maybe it was just that good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, anything to add? Uh, yeah, so I, I actually have a, a different theory. Um, so Star Wars Episode One was released in uh, 1999, and there was this huge lead-up to it. You know, they were re-releasing the, the earlier movies and getting all, basically the entire country into a state uh, of anticipation about this film. Um and then it was such an immense letdown. And I think everyone was kind of looking for something to latch onto, something that could be epic and grand and great uh, in, in terms of movies. And then Lord of the Rings came on and it just took that energy, that spirit and ran with it. Um, and, you know, it, it obviously helped that it was a great movie, uh, but I think it, it kind of banked on that the the Star Wars legacy and this you know desire for for epic storytelling that uh, people were cheated out of a couple of years before. We definitely were cheated out of it. Yes. I rem- I remember those dark times. <laughs> <laughs> they were very dark. <laughs> How many months or years of denial? <laughs> and I bought was- so many Star Wars Episode One toys. Because I want, because oh. I figure like these are gonna be worth something someday. They, <laughs> yeah. they weren't. They weren't. Oh, I sold them all yeah. for a buck for like a buck fifty. 
a couple years ago. Just, All those just to Jar Jar toys. I had so many Jar unopened. Did too. you? No. Yep. Yep. I had oh, full God. sets of full sets of them. I actually did not get oh, that. Oh, I did not get that many Lord of the Rings toys. Um, just maybe I just didn't want to or didn't uh, feel the need. But there was something about just having a better movie that uh, made up for the fact. Uh, I think I think to both your yeah. points that they are perhaps equally valid. I mean, obviously we'll never know. I definitely think the mood of the country at the time and you know, it was post nine eleven. You know, mm-hmm. these the belief that you know. Somebody, someone so small can change the course of you know the world. It was a very powerful theme. We were feeling very, very vulnerable, very small. And while it was just a matter of luck that it came out when it did, because this film yeah. had been in production for years at that point, uh, it really, I think, to this day, still strikes a very particular. I don't want to say nationalist or jingoist core, but this sense of um, positive patriotism, this belief that we are, you know, it's like shared humanity, yeah. that we are, we can, uh, we can accomplish wonders when we get our heads out of our asses and try to work together on for a shared, a shared mission. It definitely has, it definitely has a little of the fear of the other though in it though. Watching it again now, it's just kind of interesting. That, uh, there's, I mean, there's, you know, there's no, debate about i mean there's been a lot of uh, talk about you know the all white cast and the uh, all black uh monsters you know i mean that's not a you know there it's obviously it's fantasy it's you know we could say whatever we want about how J.R. tolkien wrote it and what he you know his intentions were for it. but still it's still one of those things that kind of sticks out um when you look at it from that perspective and yeah it is all talking about like how they don't want this language being spoken in our country <laughs> you know things like that <laughs> so you can pull a lot of things out of it i'm not saying you see that like that you can see like i mean you could if you want to that's right. what, but you know <laughs> I, th- I, th- I definitely think yeah. you're missing you're, you're missing the bigger, <laughs> the bigger point there but yes there's definitely a valid interpretation of it and it is very anglo-centric you know, it's sort of like yeah. a weird alternate history for Europeans like like I think the uh, yeah. the the map sort of matches up with how J.R.R. Tolkien saw Europe and how it how it is. So you mm-hmm. know you have, you have the the Easterners and the Southrons and they're the show is the more mm-hmm. olive skinned characters in the later yeah. films. And you're like oh this is yeah. a little a little yeah. too on the nose, but it's okay. It's yeah. the riding giant elephant, so maybe it's okay. I guess I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. <laughs> um. Uh, guys, I still remember every one of the cast members' names and the actors, you know, the actors the char- and the characters they played. Did this movie launch these these people into stardom? And can they ever escape it? Um, I don't think it launched anyone into stardom. Honestly, <laughs> I think the characters were were very memorable and great. But uh, I mean, uh, Ian McKellen was already uh, a known actor. Um, Viggo Mortensen didn't really go on to do much of anything else. Um, Disagree. Well, <laughs> he did other things, but he didn't become like a, a, a international superstar. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it launched him as much as it is just part of his uh, portfolio. Okay. All right. 
Aston answered. Aston yeah, answered. I mean, I don't think I definitely don't think it. I mean, well, except for maybe Andy Circus, who's <laughs> kind of oh. um, built a whole career upon what he did here. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that, though. I don't think it's um, I don't think that they people have gone on to be like major stars. But at the same time, I feel like they're doing a lot of interesting things. Like Elijah Wood has been kind of kept it uh, low key, but he's he's started up like a pretty cool production company that's put up put a lot of like cool like um you know like indie horror films and stuff lately um did he do but yeah like it's he's a ghost not, house what what's his what's his production company oh uh oh, getting i'm gonna forget the name of it now but uh they they just put out oh guys I'm, I'm forget the name of the thing now um but yeah i've, I've seen a bunch of them of course they got fantastic best because he's like a mainstay at fantastic best um <laughs> nice. he's like he's like he's, he's there all the time um but no he, he's uh, uh they, they i'm gonna forget the name of it We'll get back to that. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, the other guys have kind of like, yeah, they have all done like, you know, smaller, you know, films. I mean, you know, Sean Astin hasn't really done too much of no Billy Boyd or Dominic Monaghan. They've done some like smaller like genre films, but nothing too massive. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. But, but do, you, do you remember all their names? I will because I like yeah. whenever Billy Boyd shows up, I'm like, oh, hey, it's 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 Pippin. Whenever Dominant yeah. Mo- when, like Dominant Monahan showed up in Lost, I was like, oh, hey, Mary's here. It's a weird thing where, for instance, j- I watched this and I I know everyone's name, and for you know, spoiler, I watched the the Hobbit movies. I have no idea who mm-hmm. anyone is, nor do Why I not? really care. But any t- yeah, because there there are there like oh, what a hundred dwarves in that movie. I don't I don't know, but these characters have stayed with me, and the actors, you know, they are now. Vigo's always going to be Aragorn, and I love Sean Bean. He's great. He was great on Game of Thrones. He's always going to be Boromir, and <laughs> and whatnot. He's always gonna die, <laughs> and he's oh, he does it so well. I watched the uh, watched his death scene at the end, and man, it still hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that was a great, great death, death scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's so great. Um, quick question: MVP of the movie? Ooh, Gandalf. It's a Gandalf? It's the character, right? I I think I would think so. Uh, Hold it together. No, what do you think? Samwise. Samwise. I'd say Samwise. Of, yeah. of this movie or of the whole trilogy? Uh, of this movie. Of this movie. Um, when he, like, is chasing after Frodo in the boat at the end, like, I don't know, that just gets my, my heartstrings. Uh, and, I don't know, throughout the movie, he provides, um, at the same time, levity and humanity and kind of, he holds it together. I don't know. I'd say he's the glue. He's the glue. Okay. I like that, and we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get back to that last what little bit. In a, I, I I think it's Boromir, actually. I a because he ha, he only has the one film. Well, and uh, in the extended version, much more. I would say that this is this is one. I think this is one of the like clear. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, version. He, there is. He's got so much more time to flesh out this character. Yes, um, that's in true. In the extended version. That's There's true. a lot more uh, interacting with the hobbits because in the in the in the theatrical version, as far as I remember, it, it didn't really explain why all of a sudden he would like be so so enamored of them. But it does kind of give you a little more mm-hmm. of their relationship over the, the whole thing, and a little more I think with Aragorn, uh, you know, explaining you know talking about the the world of men and their places in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's there's, there's, there's I don't know, I I kind of have a couple of reservations about the extended version, a couple, but that that is not one of them. I think Boromir is definitely much much stronger character 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the first one, certainly in the extended, as you say, he does have an arc that I like. You know, he's tempted. He does fall to temptation, but, you know, ultimately tries to redeem himself and dies in a mm-hmm. very great way, as only Sean Bean can do. Guys, uh, we, need to, we need to figure this out once and for all. Why the Uh-oh. fuck didn't they give it to the Eagles? <laughs> why, why not? What's the, what's, the, what's the official line that they would have seen it? or what, I forgot what it was. Or that the Eagles didn't want to get involved? I think, I, yeah, I think the Eagles, they didn't want to get involved. Guy here and his people were like, nah, bro, we're, we're, we'll come bail you <laughs> out every time you need bailing out. But we're not going to help you. Yeah, maybe Maybe they would have been uh, tempted as well, you know. Yeah. They don't. They don't maybe really. They... Uh... Well, you know, they, you can just, you can just, you can just carry the person who's carrying the ring. It'll be fine. <laughs> they do that. It's like, yeah, but they just drop them and take the ring, though. You know, it'll be easy. It'll be fine. <laughs> Plus, you know, the Nazgul, they don't have, they aren't on their flying wyvern things yet. They're just on horses. Yeah. They're all the way over in the Shire. You could just, you could just fly. Why, why right would you start? Out, I, one thing always bothered me. Why wouldn't you start out on that? If you had a choice between horses and dragons, like why would you choose horses? I think what's, they, what's I think the... they wanted to blend in somehow as much no, as no, much no, as no, one no. could you never choose horses over dragons come on i mean <laughs> come on right now someone's well, like all right well, you can take I know. Subway you know, city or you can take a dragon <laughs> obviously i'm taking obviously take, but you know if you don't want to reveal yourself just yet you know you can uh you can show uh, yeah, were, you just take the horse to blend in, in you know you know, well, gi- so. you know, ginormous people on <laughs> on on regular sized horses in 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 the Shire. Like, what's uh, clearly they they blend right in. They're totally camouflaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, so we're so so we're not saying the and also I think mostly comes down to if the Eagles took the ring, there wouldn't be a movie. Wouldn't there wouldn't be, be movie, three yeah. movies. Yeah. Would have been far more sensible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> short film. Very short film. Very short film for short people. Whose idea was like who thought when uh, at the council scene when Frodo says I'll take the ring, I got this. Why did everyone think this is a good idea? What since, since why why is this why is, why is this fine? They saw that everyone else, no one else was gonna you know handle it. Everyone else had their own things. But but what if, what if someone else had just had just had piped up and said, oh I'll take it? Would they have all fallen fallen in behind that? I don't like. We we need to we need to, we need to we need to think about how realistically how this is going to how this is going to play out. Also, it, having a fighter with you into going into mortar, it might might be useful. Sure, you don't want maybe nine people is a little too much, but having one dude who actually knows how to use a sword, I think maybe good. You don't need three people to go rescue the other hobbits. You can have one person go with the. Uh, with the two hobbits heading into Mordor by themselves. Agree, disagree? Okay, I mean, let's let's talk about first the um, uh, Frodo being allowed to take the ring. That one, I totally understand, because if Gimli had said, I will take the ring, uh, Legolas wouldn't have been happy, because he'd have been like, what if he actually takes the ring and becomes some super powerful warrior and kills us all? That's not going to happen. Okay. And if Legolas took the ring, he could do the same thing and, like take the ring and be super powerful. Uh, but if a hobbit has it and he decides to go rogue, he's a hobbit. They can take it back, right? <laughs> What's he going to do? He's going to eat he's all totally, the he's ale? He's totally harmless, Amy. So, <laughs> so 
it's it's kind of it wasn't an issue of no i would rather take the ring it, it was an issue of well i don't want him 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 or him taking the ring so sure i guess the hobbit can have it okay that's that's my view of that um all right asked and answered sir oh, i really can't refute that that sounds that's, that's 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 geopolitics for you right there what country can we get what country can we give all the money to oh let's give it to switzerland they'll be fine right See, see, that's something you have to understand when you're a GM and you give the players a magical item and you want it to go to a certain player. You, you got to know how those politics work out to, yeah. to see who's going to get it. Yeah. So do, do you know, do you want to know how the politics for GMing a, uh, DMing a bunch of eight to 10 year olds works out? <laughs> Everyone has to get a magic item or else there's chaos. <laughs> you get a ring and you get a ring it's always it. oh my god these oh. i thought i thought i was like a greedy player but man uh kids they will uh they will they will they will, they will ruin an adventure so quick so quick yep but ruin uh, or improve uh you know it all depends <laughs> on your perspective but but speaking of I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad we got talking about dungeons and dragons and uh and dming guys what just what are the what are the stats on these guys on these people just like go, what is like what is what is galadriel's charisma score and what skills is she pulling to like influence them the like to influence a dwarf like it's like what is she is she is she rolling tw- is she rolling nat twenties or does she just have such a high persuasion skill that it just doesn't <laughs> nobody can their willpower just can't stand against it, Matt? To you, any any ideas? Um. Well, first off, it depends on which rule set we're talking. Uh, oh. Well, we talking well, well, naturally. <laughs> uh, if we're talking second edition, I'd say she has max like. Uh, Close to godlike charisma, 24, 25. Um, in modern parlance, that would be a uh, charisma, of, I don't know, 30, pro, 30 plus. Not oh. rolling 20s. I think she's taking 10 on her uh, oh, on her influencing of Gimli. Oh, okay. okay. She's clearly been around for a long he's time. Probably, he's probably easily influenced, too. That's true. He's, he's not... Yeah, his, 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 his wisdom score probably doesn't, it's probably yeah. just like neutral. It's probably just regular. It doesn't have any, uh, any, any modifiers yeah. or, or whatnot to it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Matt. Would it be possible to get like some cool? Because I have a because uh, I have a gunslinger. Would it be possible to get some sort of like Legolas type abilities going on there in uh, in our Pathfinder campaign? Just like shoot like ability. Yeah, like Elfi. Just like be able to shoot <laughs> like things like dead eye accuracy or something like that. Like shoot really fast. No. Um. I mean, some of that you can't do because you're using a pistol. And like you know, when he loads multiple arrows in his bow and does all that crazy shit, you can't really do that with a gun. Um, but point point blank shot would help. I already have it. Uh, I think fire. There are all sorts of feats that can let you do that stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, that that uh that shot is a lot extended. I forgot that this shot is a lot extended in the extended version. The uh, the one where it's just him just 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 drawing and shooting, drawing and shooting. That's such a great moment. <laughs> yeah. It, oh. it, it goes it goes on forever because I think there's maybe three that he shoots in the in the in the theatrical version, and that that shot just doesn't quit at the 
in this uh the extended version she shoots yeah, like six yeah. or seven orcs it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a yeah worthy so, like you're just like fist pumping yeah, scene it's so great right. also he gets a lot of those moments why oh, do legal eyes always get the cool moments he gets all the uh all the fun yeah. oh he does he really does i don't know <laughs> gimli gimli versus the uh cave troll that was pretty epic that was, oh, pretty, yeah, that was pretty fun but the, you know the cave troll fight uh, that was a that, that was a team effort, I thought. And also, I was watching. That's I was watching. When the fellowship works. That's, that's yeah. the whole. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of the scene. Yeah. It's like that's, that's when they're yeah. and it's so great. Like that 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 fight scene. I forgot how like well done that is. It has an excellent mm-hmm. sense of place. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own little thing, and they're fighting the way you expect them to fight, and they like pair mm-hmm. off in interesting ways. It's a fantastic fight scene that never gets boring. Uh, it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's just great. Like li- like later on, it starts to get like a little like they are clearly too god. Like these people have like leveled up completely. <laughs> they they got 18s on everything. They're just they just like nobody can defend against them. But that fight, that fight scene feels very like yeah. as realistic as a movie where there's a cave troll and a Balrog yeah. and all this stuff. It's it's like the fight the the action here i think more so than in the the big epic battles of um the two towers mm. and return of the king i think those really really work uh pretty great matt are you still there it works, it works yeah, for the okay, sorry. yeah yeah it, it works for the characters it definitely it shows you kind of it's kind of their first big battle together and it shows you how they're all they all have their own style so it's kind of i love how like I love how the Aragorn is such a dirty fighter. He's, he's always <laughs> punching people and and like throwing swords and doing all kinds of you know ridiculous things that you know you wouldn't expect from someone who's a you know classically trained as a swordsman or something like that. He's definitely a ranger. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And, he, uh, yeah. Viggo Mortensen was the best swordsman. Richard, um, no, Bob Anderson, the swordsmaster ever trained. The guy who did the guy. Oh, yeah. who, guy did all well, the he used choreography to, he used to carry it around apparently everywhere including i didn't i believe he the cops stopped at one point when he went to a bar or something with the, <laughs> the sword because apparently he just, he just carry it like everywhere it became like he's like i figure you know like this is my i can't do his i can't do an impression of him that's that weird that that, that uh quiet voice he does uh but he's talking about how <laughs> he just carried it he just basically like I, eric horn would have his sword all the time it's like such a big part of my so i had to do it too <laughs> he just carried his sword everywhere for a year and a half it is impressive how comfortable he seems with the sword on his waist Mm -hmm. he's just like yeah it's here yeah yeah (laughs) it it looks fantastic on him and his he has a great introduction too just like him just Mm -hmm. hanging out in the oh yeah hanging out hanging out in the bar smoking yeah yeah just his eyes glowing it's it's a really good it's really so good and then and then and then later on he's he sets uh the ring race on fire which is really mm-hmm. cool. By the way, I you know it, it it took me this long to realize the ring race are they're really ineffective bad guys. They're wimps, yeah. They're, they look <laughs> they look scary as hell. And sure, when they like kill that hobbit at the beginning, sure that's fine. But man, they just they get their asses handed to them. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, Aragorn, what they're up against <laughs> the, the the one guy. The, the one guy with the, with some fire that's that's all it takes and the one girl the one <laughs> she elf <laughs> yeah yeah with a with little water <laughs> yeah a bunch of bunch of little bunch of little brats and then and then the the, the lord of the nazgul goes down it goes down in the end mm. yeah like it ain't no thing yeah 
just like I was like I was like oh, I never I never put this together. They're like some sort of like weird, you know, Abbott and Costello type bumbling idiots. Just <laughs> just 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 there mostly to give us something to do while we get from the next place. That's they right. are terrifying though. There is the, the moment when they they first appear with the, especially the the forest scene with uh with Frodo's get you know the get off the road. Mm-hmm. That part is so it works so well. It's so scary. Like the the horse itself is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way they all the worms start crawling out of the ground just to show you that even the worms and the bu- the bugs are just trying to get away from this thing. Like they know it's not natural. Um, I, lo- I love that. Yeah, yeah, they're really more about their presence than they are about their combat ability right. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it seems like if you're not scared of them, then they really don't yeah. have an effect. Yeah, right. they have they, <laughs> they train, train yeah. too much. They have some. They have some. Uh, I think was it like fear, fear skill, where you become intimidated by them, uh, paralyzed. Fear aura. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There fear you go. Aura. <laughs> if you're below a certain level, you automatically run away. Above that level, you can make a save and get a. If you fail, you get a penalty to all your rolls. Aragorn is rolling twenties. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he's, or he's got, got like, some kind of. Uh, he's got a. He's got a high wisdom. Oh, he <laughs> well, well, he's an old. He's an old guy. He has years of experience. So you know, he's yeah. He's, yeah. he's eighty-seven years old. Yeah, he's which got... is why. What? <laughs> he's, he's a. I didn't. Yeah, I, tell, I, I yeah, remember that today. I was looking at the book. I'm like, wow, he's eighty-seven. Okay, Bormir is forty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. people lived longer Ages. back then yeah well yeah. uh well aragorn also he, he had that fancy elf blood in him he was yeah. one of the the val the valar what's, what's he the juna he's something uh, the junadine or is that just he's something he's something yeah. he's something yeah. super, super fancy yeah does fellowship of the ring and lord of the rings in general does it still? I'm going to ask this every single time to each of our guests, Alex. Does it still have relevance today? This particular movie. I definitely think it still has relevance. Uh, just like the the books still had revel- relevance 20 years after they were written, and 40 years after, and and still today. Um, it's it's such a classic story. Um, I mean, you know essentially kind of modeled after World War II and this kind of spreading evil uh, that that people have to band together and stop. Um, which, I guess, we find ourselves closer to the center of this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this time around we are the Orcs of Mordor, which is a little scary. Um, <laughs> God. Oh my god, the tower! I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no more easel doors. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, not not to bring the mood down or anything. Oh, but, not uh, I definitely think it does. Uh, still have Isengard. a lot of relevance. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, I think it holds up just fine. I'm always kind of afraid to watch a movie that I've loved so much as we've as we've seen many times. Uh, coming, you know, coming back home is never. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm still sorry for your loss with Braveheart, Steve. That's yeah, okay. Uh, These but, <laughs> but um, I don't think this is ever going to be one. I think this is one that's going to stand the test of time. 
I actually showed this. I probably shouldn't uh, even admit this. I showed this to my six-year-old, uh, which <laughs> is probably pro- with a with a couple of convenient. Uh, I I uh, cut. You know, I was like, "Why are you putting your hand in my front of my face?" Oh, like you know, just covering up uh, Lurtz's head flying off into the into the woods. Uh, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely because uh, she's she's an old six-year-old. I'll say no, but uh, it's definitely probably uh, beyond her. But um, she got completely into it, and I was I was kind of uh, pleased with that. I had read The Hobbit to her when she was little, um, but it uh, still worked for her. And she's like, can't wait to see the next one. So I don't think it's going to be a movie that ever like fades away. I think it's still going to be relevant to future generations. Yeah. There is a timelessness to the story. It was voted book of the 20th century, and the movies make a strong case for being films of the 21st century, certainly the, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. decade, the post-9-11 decade uh it's just the themes of good versus evil i think are universal and no matter what time you're in whether it's post 9-11 whether it's the age we find ourselves in now with the incoming presidency of donald trump and all that can mean for you know the progress of human rights and the peace in the world i there, you can always find something in it to relate to, to bring into this time. And I think the best movies work like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gandalf's line, uh, you know, when Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And he says, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for us to decide. All we can do is decide what to do with the time that is given to us like that. You know, that will that is a timeless sentiment that, you know, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, we did decide to do this as a people. Sure, we fucked up electing this guy, but now <laughs> we now that now that we have this, what do we do with the time that we have to deal with it? It's um it's a it will I think there will always people will always be able to find something to hold on to and to be inspired by about this movie and that's why i think it will always be at the top of many lists for some of the some of the some of the great most memorable films yeah uh, here, here's a question i have for you guys um does it hold up by itself or do you need it see it as part of a trilogy for it to be a great film that's an excellent question i you know what these films because they were all they're all filmed the same time it does feel as though it is not one it's not three separate movies it's one just super long movie uh mm-hmm. fellowship is great they're all great that's spoiler alert right there but um i think the what the what with the way it ends it does succeed you know what i th- i think it does succeed not as strongly as it wants to because you it doesn't have it does it doesn't there's still not resolution yeah yeah you, yeah, you, you want to know you want to know what happens next yeah you want to know what happens next yeah you want to have they, they do like, they do so they do soften it they like try to you know they try to make it uh, they try to make a point at the end yeah but they there's still missing hobbits there's still a ring that has to go to into the lava Correct, but you know it's called the Fellowship of the Ring, and it ends with the mm. Fellowship being broken, right. and you're like, okay, so mm. that that does feel like a good end point for this. Uh, ultimately, though, I still think it does need the two other films to really succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it works standalone at all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I finished it uh, this morning, actually, before work, and I was like, "All right, got to start the two towers now." Um, <laughs> it was just how it how it worked. Yeah, um, stupid work. And I wouldn't even say it's three movies. I would say it's actually a miniseries with like several episodes. Because mm. you know, from Hobbiton yeah. to the Prancing Pony is like one episode, and Prancing Pony to Rivendell, and Rivendell to Moria. Um, it has very distinct sections to it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Chapters. It is, like I mean, and the original, the original, yeah. well, the original book too was supposed to be what seven parts, I believe, something like that, before they chopped it up. And he was really mad about the, um, the yeah. title, the Re- Return of the King, because they're like just completely spoiled, <laughs> completely spoiled the ending. <laughs> right. Thanks. <laughs> Instead of, I think we wanted the War, the War, the War of the Rings, right? That was, I think, that was the title that he wanted. Oh, that's cool. Um, maybe. Yeah. Which turned got turned into a. A game, I think, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's so it's it is kind of uh in all those pieces. There are there are some definitely identifiable um parts. So yeah, I could have made like a couple, even a couple like little arcs on a on a TV show. <laughs> I don't know how many seasons it would have taken. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think about it like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So so maybe they were uh right in not awarding it the best picture. Maybe, not this hmm, year. I at guess least. We'll get, well, not this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, guys, we are—we don't want this podcast being as long as the movies themselves, so we are going to wrap it up right now. Final thoughts, Alex? Uh, I still absolutely love it. Still one of my favorites. Uh, um, I am sad that I, I've, had, I've owned the Blu-ray for a long time, and I haven't uh, I haven't used these Blu-rays except to like kind of test my sound system out because those are really good. Uh, really good <laughs> testing this, um, but um, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm glad to return to this. I feel like this is the kind of movie I'm going to return to, or you know, if not every year, I will definitely do one of these, uh, um, you know, trip one of those like crazy nights. You know, just watch all three or days rather. Um, this will this will definitely stick with me. I don't I don't uh, ever see a time when I won't be coming back to these films. Okay, Matt uh yeah yeah this uh this trilogy is a it's a true classic it'll stand the test of time and um it'll always hold a place in my heart um it really kind of was a big was a big part of my life um i didn't really realize it until i was watching it again uh these past couple of days and i realized i had most of the lines memorized uh (laughs) i did not realize i had watched it that many times um but it's really (laughs) Really a great film. Yeah, I had yeah, the same thing when I was watching with my daughter. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember exactly what's gonna happen next. So I was <laughs> good. I'm like, oh yeah, look over here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there, there was a part of me that thought, I don't have any time for this. I know exactly what happens in this movie. I could start right now if you wanted to just go through the whole thing. But it uh, watching this felt like just a return to a younger not similar not better time just like just like just felt really good it was like like you it was a large it was a large part of 18 year old me i was so excited about it and it's had a profound influence on me ever since it just how easy it was to just fall back into it i'm not fighting it i'm not worried about life outside it's just we're gonna watch lord of the rings now and it's going to be awesome because it has never not been awesome not a single right. time i have seen this movie has it been less than 
amazing. And I think it will continue to be so. We should also mention that the the extra features, the special features on these on the uh, on the discs are possibly some of the best like documentaries ever made of a film. Um, the, there's three discs that come with the the fellowship alone, and I don't what is it? I forgot how many hours six, seven, eight hours, something like that. Um, you know, longer than the film itself, but <laughs> almost just as the the journey that they made in making this film is almost. Yeah, even even more exciting than the actual film itself, some, in some ways. Like just just the the achievement that they they uh, they did here. It's it's kind of a, I, I I kind of I, I've been jumped jump right back into it, and I was up to the uh, kind of the uh, special effects part, which is always kind of a, a highlight for for these kind of films. But um, just uh, I I always find myself as soon as I watch one of these movies, I just jump right into the special effect uh, the uh, special features once again. Because I, I, I just the whole story of this, just the making of this movie. I don't know everything about it. I kind of, I kind of always loved. Yeah, it's, it's whole package. It's one of the <laughs> best crash courses in how movies get made for film students mm-hmm. there could ever possibly be. Just watch this, Definitely. and you'll have a very good sense of, of, of how they do things on set. It's uh, still wonderful. And I've I've actually heard this I've actually heard and this this pains me I've heard that the the Hobbit ones are are amazing as well but I don't know if I could bring myself to see the Hobbit movies again for a second time because I've only seen them all once um, but I I have heard that the documentaries are just as amazing if not better than the uh, the Lord of the Rings ones because oh. um, yeah Peter Jackson does do some, he does some good behind the scenes footage say that I will I will, I will I will give you that I will give you that okay. <laughs> And uh, so comes the end of our fellowship of the ring. Uh, thank you all for listening, Alex. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch? You can find me online. I'm on Twitter, Alex Riviello, or at alexriviello.com. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you have a uh, social media presence? Uh, I have Instagram and Facebook. I don't really use Instagram much, though, so. Uh, not really. <laughs> oh. Okay, he does but, what he you know. does. What he does, he slips under the radar and takes the ring to yeah. Mordor. That's... I've been I've been thinking about taking my uh, my D and D adventures to the blogosphere, but uh, hasn't happened yet. So no. we'll see. I'd read that because I get to help write them, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you will know when that happens. Yes, and you can find <laughs> us at uh, Oscar Watch. Uh, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Oscar Watch Pod, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what you hear, you can write us an email at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I know we're running a bit long right now, but hope you have enjoyed it because we got two more coming up next week on the show. Another very special guest will be joining us to discuss Lord of the Rings the two towers and i'm very excited for that one it may be my favorite definitely looking forward to it um until then guys let's say goodbye bye bye (laughs) bye now (laughs) uh we will see you on the red carpet may it be an evening star Thank you.